When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey traders, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining me. If this is your first time, make sure you take the 10 episode challenge. That means after listening to this episode in its entirety, go back and pick 10 more and kind of get your feet wet in really what the Trading Coach Podcast is. It's a a lot more than just trading tips. It's also life tips, motivational uh, stuff as well. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about trader intuition, and it's an interesting subject because it seems like ever since I decided to focus on this topic, I've been getting hit with examples from all over, and I don't know if it's an RAS thing, a reticular activating system thing. You kind of know like when you you buy a new card and all of a sudden you notice on the street everyone has the same car as you and you're like, oh, they're copycats. Or if I told you to look around a room and pick out everything that's red and you can, you can memorize 100 things. I don't know if it's one of those things, but ever since I decided that today's podcast was going to talk about trader intuition and how to gain it, I've been getting hit with examples and examples of examples of people that maybe think they have intuition and they don't. And I'm telling you, some of these conversations have been very funny. I'm going to share with you one right now. This actually isn't isn't on subject. This isn't about trader intuition. But, um, you know, I like to give you guys an inside look at my life as a trader and a trading coach. I do that a lot on social media, give you a behind the scenes look at what I'm looking at, why I'm looking at it, how I do content creation as an entrepreneur, how I keep myself motivated. Um, I tend to be a little funny as well, right? What's life without a laugh? Um, And you guys see a lot of the things that the traders I work with are sharing. What you don't see is that for every one serious trader I work with, whether they're on the platform, whether on social media, there's about five others that are um, trying to think of a term that doesn't offend. It is 2018 after all. There's about five others that are kind of lost. And every once in a while, I get these strange questions. And and, and here's one. Akil, hey, Mr. Akil. May you please help me to get the correct answer for this question? First of all, the date right now of recording this is November 8th. That's very important. November 8th, 2018. Remember that. November 8th, 2018. Mr. Akil, can you please help me get the correct answer for this? How many times would the word euro appear in the world news at 3 p.m. on November 21st, 2018? My response was, I have no idea. Thank you for your response, but I don't understand whether you can help me using this step to find the correct answer. 
The correct answer can only be received by those who have access to a time machine. On your behalf, sir, if you know someone that has access to a time machine, please ask them for help. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's, that's kind of the other side of the equation. But back to the serious note and the subject of uh, trader intuition, um, I, I, got, I, I, I got a question about this, and I'll read the kind of the comment that kind of brought up the subject. Um, I shared, a, I shared a, a trading idea over on TradingView, and one of the guys commented, Hey, Akil, the double top would look like it's been tested. Um, should we quit the trade? seems like the impulse was too strong. And first of all, should we quit the trade? We are not trading it. This wasn't a trade that I was involved in, just an idea that I shared. Um, so the question is really, should he quit the trade? And there should never be a question on when, there's two subjects, right? One, you should never have to question whether you should quit the trade. You should have a trading rule that says when you should be in, when you should be out, right? Entries, exits, right? You should know all of that before you ever execute the trade. Secondly, seems like the impulse was too strong. This is a, a psychological battle. This is an emotional, really, response to whatever the current movement was on the chart. I remember looking at the chart at the time, nothing was invalidated technically, but price was pushing up, it was pushing down, it was bouncing around. You guys have seen a price chart before. It was a little bit scary and it was pulling on those emotional triggers because the, the trade didn't go in that trader's direction right away. And my response was, you only want to quit your trade when your trading rules say so. Um, I don't see a double top as being invalidated yet, but we are starting to form an ascending triangle, which wouldn't be a good sign for the bears. I hope you're not actually trading this without rules, but if you are, a basic rule I have is whenever I find myself in a trade that doesn't meet my rules, I exit right away because nothing good can come from it. And to this trader's credit, right, this is this is the difference between a, a struggling trader that is just lost and a, a struggling trader that is just struggling and looking to learn. He says, Akil, thanks for your reply. You're right. The stop loss is there to stop the trade. I love it. Right. And all this trader needed was to kind of get his mind a little, you know, right back on set. He's like, man, yeah, what was I thinking? I did all the right things. I'm just getting emotional. And when we get emotional over trades, it, it kind of clouds our right judgment. And. There's another response that chimed and he says, Akil, this is from a different person, Akil, no rule is better than your intuition. Built after years of experience, new traders lose money because of their rules. And I'm not sure if, if I took this the right way. It's always hard to take things through text because you can't tell the tone. But I, my impression from that response was that new traders lose because they follow rules and they don't use their intuition, right? Let me know if you guys caught it that way as well. And that's what kind of stirred up this, this thought of trader intuition versus rules because I'm not against intuition. I know that I preach, hey, rules-based trading, if then, if that, right? Consistent, all that fun stuff. But I'm not against the idea of trader intuition. In fact, I believe that trading is an art and a science. We just had a conversation in our private Q&A session with our traders about how everything can't be rules-based, right? 
we have a lot of traders that that want every single thing to fit inside rules and i always tell them that the market in itself is not meant to fit inside a set of rules we try to put rules around it and make it as rules based as as possible but we can never make we can never make it 100% rules based unless you're trading like an automatic uh, automated mechanical system um, but we can try our best and I do think that trading is both an art and a science. Uh, the science part where there are rules, the art part, there is no rules, right? Art is interpretation. There are no rules to art. I, I know there, for you guys that took art class, I know there are rules of what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. But in general, art is an interpretation, right? A, a, a different piece of art will look different and will be valued differently depending on the eye of the beholder, right? And trading is kind of the same way. So. I do believe that intuition takes place, but here's the issue, right? So intuition is gained from experience, right? Well, let's, 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 let's back up a little bit, right? Because there, there are two types of intuitions. And I remember reading this in, I think it was Adam Grimes' book or his blog, one of the two, um, but a very, very good read, by the way. Um, but I remember Adam saying that there are two types of intuition. There is what's called data-driven intuition, and there's ESP, which is extrasensory intuition. Now, data-driven intuition, this is like, you know, experience. So you've seen a lot of stuff, you've experienced a lot of stuff, you've you've brought in real knowledge, you've formed maybe even a, a deep expertise. And because of that knowledge, you basically have this intuition of what is likely to happen, right? Experience, right? Think about any, anybody that is an expert in their field typically has this experience. Someone that fixes cars, for example, you know, you bring them into your car and they, they hear something like, um, yeah, I think this is loose. And like, well, how do you, how do you know you haven't looked under the hood? Ah, it's just, you know, I got that feeling because they, they've heard that sound thousands of times before and the majority of the time that they heard that sound it means this is loose right so that's kind of data-driven intuition based off of experienced and, and real actual knowledge like in the markets for for a trading case the second type the extrasensory this is kind of the weird one this is kind of like that spacey one you ever heard people have an esp like twins can kind of talk to each other in their head like non-verbally and understand it's one of those things right where you kind of know something but you have no idea like how or why you know it. Like you have a sense that something is going to happen. Um, and a good example of that, I remember there was a, a really great football player named Reggie White. I guess maybe this would be a good sense um, or a, a good example. And Reggie White was one of the best defensive linemen ever, right? Hall of Famer. And he could not be stopped at the line. And I remember there was a story of his coach going to him and saying, hey, Reggie, You've got this unstoppable move. No, no offensive player can stop you from getting to the quarterback. I need you to teach the rookies how to do what you do. And, and Reggie lined up, right? He got to the line. He's like, okay, ready, set, hut. And he got up and he, he, he paused. He scratched his head. He's like, all right, let's reset. Try it again, okay? Ready, set, hut, hut. And he took off and he just stopped. And he tried it one more time. And I remember he went to his coach and the coach was like, Reggie, you're the sack leader? You're all pro. Like, why, why do you keep freezing up? He's like, coach, I don't really know what I do. He just does it. So that would be an example of kind of maybe like an extrasensory thing where like 
you kind of just you kind of just do it a natural instinct. I, you know, I'm not on the level as Reggie White, but I used to be a football player both in high school and college. And, you know, I would just make these 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 moves, these spin moves, these jukes in baseball. I would I would dive for it or I would just automatically jump up and catch the ball. And they would ask, how do you do that? And I, I couldn't explain it. I didn't think about it. I, it just had to be done. So I understand that extra sensory part. And I don't think I personally have that in trading. Um, I don't know if that can personally happen in trading. I guess someone may have the knack for just digging in numbers or seeing things. Nothing is impossible. Um, But for me, the majority of traders out there, their intuition is going to come from data-driven intuition. This means that they have experience in the market. They've seen it over and over again. There's probably some type of emotional pull. I know for me personally, most of my lessons come from losing. So I've seen so many losers that I've learned how to win. Um, But I certainly think that you can form intuition. But the key is it takes time. So as a newer trader, right, if you need experience to gain intuition, then why is it bad for a newer trader to be rules-based, 100% rules-based, or 99.9% rules-based, until they get that experience? And my experience is this, you know, not just with working with traders, and I've, I've had the luxury of working with so many traders, and many of which have gone from being absolutely horrible to consistently profitable, and it makes my heart kind of melt. It's great, and that gives me passion, gives me purpose, um, but also in my own trade. And... After I struggled for years and years and years, uh, the same guy asked the, the question earlier, he's like, Kiel, how many years have you been trading? I'm like, well, like 12 years technically, but you know, the first couple, I don't know if what, you know, was what I was doing trading or was it kind of just throwing money at the wall and hoping it stuck? But once I kind of, once I found out what I needed to be a good trader, I forced myself to be very rules-based because I, I discovered that the majority of my losses didn't come because I was dumb. It wasn't because of my strategy, even though I spent years blaming my strategy. Because, you know, why would we blame ourselves when we can blame everyone else, right? Common knowledge, right? The American way. Um, <laughs> so I, once I discovered it wasn't my strategy, it was me. I knew that I wasn't very disciplined. My trading psychology wasn't good. I was very emotional. I forced myself into a very rules-based trading strategy. That way, I didn't have the excuse to kind of go out there and do what I want, right? And I did that for a long time. And as I got more experience, what I noticed is that my rules, which were very, 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 very strict, extremely strict, they started to loosen up. And although I'm still very rules-based now, the rules are a much, there are much looser rules, right? Instead of being kind of like bound by a very tight rope to your rules, it's like an electric fence. I'm like a cattle. I have room to graze as long as I stay within this realm. And a lot of that is the intuition. Now, for you guys that watched a video I did on YouTube the other day, it was called um, um, Breaking Down Breakouts, right? It was a breakout trade we were looking at on the Euro New Zealand. And in that video, remember what I said at the bottom? I said, all right, technically, we did not break and close below structure, which is a rule-based thing for me. However, I wasn't this cocky, but I was like, however, this is going to break out to the downside. You never want to be that cocky because the market will make you pay for it. But in my mind, I was like, this is going to be a breakout. And throughout the live room session, they're like, how do you know? How do you, how do you know? And, it's, and for a second, I'm like, well, how do I know? And it's just the fact that I've seen it. I've seen it over and over and over again. And it's not just seeing it, it's, it's working on it, it's learning from it. And 
something that I encourage all of our traders to do. If, if it's, it's hard enough to become successful, but guess what's even harder? Remaining successful because market conditions change. And if you think you could do the same thing you were doing five years ago and still be successful in the markets, you're going to get your money took. You're going to get your money took. Market's going to reach out and say, give me that. And you're going to be right back to where you started. So what I preach to our traders is that we always need to be learning, right? ABL, always be learning. Just making stuff up right now. Because it's my podcast. I can do what I want, right? Give it a like. Give it a share, by the way. Right? Always be learning. And what we want to do is something called reviewing the tape. And it's very similar to what, like, uh, you know, any professional, any good professional athlete does. Um, quarterbacks is usually the, the biggest example of this. But after our trading day, we go back and watch the film, right? Take, it, take some time, 15, 30 minutes, you know, an hour, you know, go back through your charts and instead of going through your charts with the mindset of looking for trades that I missed, looking for trades that I should have taken, right? Just go in with the mindset of doing analysis. It's funny, right? When you just do good analysis, trading opportunities will pop out to you. And you're not blinded. When you're just looking for trades, you're blinded by a confirmation bias. So go through, right? Spend 15 minutes, an hour, going through some charts, and just read the language of the market. Read the story that price gives you. And what you'll notice is you'll start to pick up on things. And when you pick up on things, you take notes. Okay, well, okay, before we had this breakout here, price consolidated in a, a high and tight flag and then broke out on after the fourth test. All right, write it down. May mean nothing, right? You may come back to it two months later, okay? And you're doing your review two months later. Oh, look at that. Euro dollar had a nice breakout. Well, what happens? Go down to the lower time frame. What happened before that? All right, and we were trading at structure highs, price consolidated, little high and tight flag, which is just like a, a consolidation that goes sideways instead of downward. Um, you know, what, four tests, and we broke out to the, to the upside, right? And you're, and you're taking notes, you're taking notes, you're taking notes. And eventually what happens is stuff starts to click. You don't even know it, but you're learning, especially when you, write, when you physically write stuff down, you're learning. And before you know it, right, you're looking at a price chart. One of the traders on the chat is saying, hey, Akil, or hey, John, what do you think about this opportunity on Euro New Zealand? Should I sell right here? And you're looking at it, you're like, yeah, you know what? I don't think so. And they're like, why? And you're like, ah, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just got that feeling like it's going to break out to the, to the upside. And for the longest time, that feeling made me kind of, it, like, it bothers you. Like, why do, I don't know why I have this feeling, but I, I kind of do. It's, it's there, and it's like, ugh. And then it breaks out to the upside. And before you know it, right, you've gained this intuition in the market. You've earned this intuition in the market because, really, you've worked on it without really knowing you've worked on it, right? There was a good talk this morning. I listened to this, uh, the Dan Lebitard show. Um, one of the best shows, in my opinion, a light, a light take on sports. And they were talking about NFL players that don't really follow the rules. And there's one, uh, one safety. I mean, you guys may know him. He follow football. Troy Palomalu, my wife's favorite player. Had long, flowing hair. I think it was Samoan. Um, and he was kind of like a freelancer, right? He played the position, but he did whatever he wanted. And you'd always look at him. You'd like, why is he up there? Why is he to the left? Why is he to the right? He should, he should be over there, like per the rules of playing the position. And you're yelling at him, you're screaming at him, you're like, you idiot, what are you doing? And before you know it, the quarterback throws it, and guess who gets an interception? Palomalo. And he just was always, quote unquote, in the right place in the right time. Announcers always just say that. He's always in the right place at the right time. Well, he had intuition. 
And it's probably a mix between some kind of natural intuition, as I talked earlier about athletes, but also a lot of film study and being able to pick up on very, very small things. And maybe he can't explain how he knew the quarterback was going to throw it there, but he knew. He knew. And that comes off a lot of experience. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know. Please share this on social media. If you're not on social media, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best. This podcast, I like to think, just isn't for traders. It's also for aspiring entrepreneurs and really anyone in need of some motivation. And I'll tell you what, we're motivating a lot of people. I know I, know I shared the story about the, the kind of the, the weird trading comments I got, but promise you every single day I'm getting messages of, of people just saying, hey, Akil, I found you on Twitter. Hey, Akil, I found you on Instagram. I found the podcast and I've been binge listening and it's just what I need to get right on track. And I promise you guys, we are saving lives out there. We are we are taking traders. We are reaching inside their brain. We're flipping it upside down. We're, we're getting rid of that thought about trading being a get rich quick scheme and, and all that fun stuff. And we're giving them confidence. We're giving them confidence and we're showing them what it takes to be consistently profitable. So if you guys will help spread the message, if you guys keep doing that, I'm going to keep pumping out episodes of the Trading Coach Podcast. We're going to keep growing this thing bigger and bigger and bigger. We're going to continue to reach more and more traders, and we're going to accomplish our goal of really changing the paradigm of what the majority of people think trading is. So thank you guys. Enjoy your weekend. As always, plan your trade, trade your plan. You guys have a great day.